list all prayers and thoughts to Roman Reigns. He's probably going through one of the toughest fights of his life right now dealing with leukemia. He's fought it once, he's beat it once. And I believe Roman Reigns will be able to beat it again. I might not like how Roman's been booked over the years, but as a person that understands that Roman's a man with a family, a young daughter, no one wishes leukemia on nobody. And I hope Roman Reigns will come back soon, does the thing that he loves to do, and hopefully he'll come back better and stronger than he was before and fight for that purpose that he was talking about on Monday Night Raw. A real sad start to Monday Night Raw. And words can't encapsulate the feeling of having the thing that you felt you found after one dream was taken away from you. Then you found something else that made you happy and that is also taken away from you. It's just a sad, sad thing. And it's it's unbelievably unfair, but as he said, life is not fair. So go prove the leukemia that the big dog will not light out for anyone. Not even leukemia. chunk by chunk and get to the bulk of it so first i already talked about Roman Reigns' heartfelt speech about giving up the universal title so i'm just gonna go past that and i'm gonna talk about Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor you know this is a i guess a little way to cement Bobby's heel turn because to me it wasn't clear that Bobby was turning heel because I mean he beat up Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens is not really the face of WWE he's not really the good guy so I mean anybody that beat up Kevin Owens will probably not be perceived as a heel as much as more than a face but I guess with the match with Finn Balor and the rivalry with Finn Balor we'll probably see more heel tactics from Lashley and then we also the segment where Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins we're talking to, I think, Charlie Caruso about dedicating their win to Roman Reigns. You know, that was a nice touch. Obviously, we'll talk about that a little later. But I also want to kind of get to the most shocking part of the show for me, really. Well, I'm just going to skip a couple segments. And we're going to talk about the contract signing. Because I found it really interesting that since Ronda Rousey now is working backstage at Paul Heyman and... It's kind of confusing to me why would they let Ronda get slapped by Nikki Bella on or all during the contract signing and just Nikki run her way with Ronda. Because I don't know who it was for. What is it to make Nikki look strong in going into evolution? Because I mean, Nikki Bella is the last person that needs to go in looking strong it's not like she's facing alexa bliss or a newer woman like amber moon or something it's like nikki looking strong is kind of pointless i mean we already know nikki bella is nikki bella she's the longest reigning divas champion trying to win the women's championship 
and to me, I get the women's championships different than the Divas championship. But, I mean, to build Nikki Bella up is confusing. I'm not saying you have to super build up Ronda Rousey either, but the way signing go, the way that Nikki was being portrayed is not perfect for her character, heel or face. I mean, at this point, Nikki Bella's character is a reality star. Nikki Bella is the female miss. She is a reality star. She's a person that's came to wrestling and did wrestling. That's her gimmick. Her gimmick is a Bella twin, Total Divas, Total Bellas, Nikki Bella. That's her gimmick. I mean, you can't make Nikki kind of look like Ronda Rousey where, oh, Nikki's a legitimate dominant woman in the sense that she doesn't care about how... Um, better words, how, I don't know, it's like how she's about how to be portrayed, like, she has to be the tough girl, Nikki doesn't have to be the tough girl, Nikki Bella doesn't have to be the tough girl in that stereotypical tough girl sense, she just has to be like Miz in a way, where they book her to be this, I am Nikki Bella, I am a multimedia superstar, I can do Dancing with the Stars and come back and compete with Ronda Rousey, I am that type of girl, and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be like Nikki being built like, I'm Nikki Bella, I'm the strongest woman alive, because it's not gonna, it, it doesn't make the match better, and it doesn't help the match, and I honestly still don't think this match will probably go longer than 10 minutes, so the way that they're building this matchup, it's going, it's going to probably be the second to last match on the card. I think the NXT Women's Championship between Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler will probably go on before that, but the main event will probably be Charlotte and Becky Lynch. And it's just, they're building this match for so much to lead into probably nothing. To me, at Survivor Series, I think Ronda's going to face the winner of the Battle Royal, whether it be a legend or a Raw superstar. Something interesting that happened though during the show was also Elias's face turn. It it's great. I mean, it's a good way to expose some new faces, and I hope to get more many face turns because Raw, to me, is oversaturated with a whole lot of heels right now. But you know, I mean, Elias's face turn is good. It opens up more creative opportunities for him. It gives him something different to do. It's a new opportunity. And it, it's good because I don't think I could name a face in WWE right now, or at least on the Monday Night Raw brand, that would deliver anything right now. Because Braun Strowman, I guess he's face again, since, but that's neither not confirmed because Braun's promo last night really was a tweener promo. I mean, it, it was going to give Roman Reigns an opportunity at the title. But again, Paul Heyman, I guess, also is being perceived as a heel since he's working with Lesnar also gave props to Roman Reigns so it's not that's not a real heel face turn thing to do but I guess it was out of respect so I guess Braun is a tweener now and you know Elias being a face it, it gives him during opportunities during them tag team matches it'll be interesting and you know it it opens up creative opportunities for Elias because maybe we'll get some superstars that would sing with Elias, or maybe we'll get some superstars that like Elias' music, or Elias will produce more, I don't know, happier music since he's a face now. Because, you know, his heel music, you know, his album you listen to, it's kind of like 
I guess it's like booze rock inspired album. I listened to the album before. It was really, it was decent. So it, it, it's something different. It's something interesting, and it's something new. So it, it's good on Elias and good on the other creative team on this one. I really like his face turn, and I want to see where this one goes. segment and match of the night it was drew mcintyre and dolph ziggler versus dean ambrose and seth rollins match itself match was phenomenal there's no points that i can go off where the match could have been better or the match was horribly worked no the, the match was really good especially for monday night raw match you could tell all four men wanted to give its best for roman because you know roman would have been released on ringside watching this match if he was well so all four men wanted to close off this raw you know on a high note and give the high the fans high energy action that they would probably want and need after that somber announcement earlier in the night so that match was great and we have new tag team champions we have dean ambrose and seth rollins are the tag team champions but after the match dean turned heel and flattened seth rollins so we don't know what this could mean for the raw tag team belts we don't know what this means for anything really because there's a bunch of questions that are left open that we probably won't get an answer to really quickly like obviously we're we're gonna get some reason of why Dean turned heel, but we're not we're not gonna know what happens to tag team titles. I foresee a rematch happening, and probably I foresee an apology starting next week of Raw. You know, Dean will probably hug it out, and then Dean will probably leave Steph high and give McIntyre and Ziggler back the titles at least for a little bit until they find a tag team they want to put the belts on. That's not, you know, outrageous. Maybe I think it's AOP's time to hold the tag team title for a little bit. That'll be interesting. Or, you know, something else will be okay. The revival. You know, give it to like a tag team tag team for a while. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, giving it to an actual tag team for a bit. It's okay. I mean, I don't consider McIntyre Ziggler an actual tag team. I consider McIntyre and Ziggler a way to get Ziggler probably over, but it's honestly getting McIntyre way more over than ever. So their plan backfired there to me. And, you know, the Shield disintegrated. So, you know, they're not going to have the tag team titles. So there's nothing wrong with giving the belts to like an AOP or Revival. Maybe even a Titus Worldwide because they've been a tag team long enough for me to consider them a tag team. And it's it's time to move the tag team belts to an actual tag team. Probably I say give the belts to AOP. Have the feud with like the revival for a bit. It it's interesting, it's different, and it's unique. So, you know. There's that thing that will probably not be answered yet of who's going to win the tag team titles. Are Ziggler and McIntyre going to tag titles back? Or, you know, whatever. And then there's still the Intercontinental Championship because Seth Rollins is holding that belt as well. And we don't know if Seth Rollins is going to get a title match to Dean. Or we don't know if Seth is going to defend the title against somebody else. I mean, we really don't have those answers right now. But... Going into the foreseeable future, I think it will actually be smart to have Seth versus Dean for the Intercontinental Championship. Probably have Dean pick up the IC title after probably, I think, 
they should fight for two pay-per-views, so uh, Survivor Series and probably some other pay-per-view if they don't do any like other shows from any other places like Australia or Saudi Arabia or the UK or something. You know, if they continue the normal WWE calendar line, probably have like some really big blow-off match. I say it's November Survivor Series. I'll say probably like at the Royal Rumble, have some massive blow-off match or something. Long, slow build, it'll probably be worth it in the end. Um, so yeah, that's all the questions I have for that, but Monday Night Raw overall was a great show. It was it was decent for once. It, it didn't feel like a pain to watch like most other things. And it was good overall. I mean, there were some segments that due to certain circumstances might not happen. But overall, I mean, Raw was pretty good. I mean, I will talk about those loose ends later, later in the show. But, you know... If some of those things don't come to be, it's not WWE's fault. Like, you know, injuries happen. And, you know, the whole Cena thing, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But otherwise than that, I think it's going to be a good crown jewel if they move it, which I'm hearing they hopefully do. So probably we get a good build for it now since they move it. But if they don't, then it's going to probably be the worst and awkward build of any WWE pay-per-view ever. But, you know, SmackDown Live is tonight, and I'm ready to talk about that one. Well, we have SmackDown Live tonight, and I, from the looks of it, you know, one or two good moments basic SmackDown Live. Something else might happen in the night that we don't know about, but from all we know about and the talking points I have, eh, it's pretty meh, but it'll probably be good. We have Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles versus The Usos, the rematch for SmackDown Live 1000. This will probably be another good match, but you know, it's nothing really new. And the fact is we're gonna just use this match to probably build AJ versus Daniel for the WWE Championship. I think it's just a simple match. AJ hits Daniel by mistake, like the opposite of what happened at SmackDown 1000. Daniel hit AJ by mistake. And we'll probably get more tension between the two and probably will heat up into like, you know, a strong rivalry, I guess. Because there's no other real way that you can build this unless you want to go the face versus face route where, you know, I do it for the people. And AJ was like, well, you know, I want to prove that I'm the best, so I have to face the best. And I don't think they want to go for that type of build, for at least not for Crown Jewel. So maybe they'll have a little bit of tension, have that match at Crown Jewel, work it out, probably have a rematch of Survivor Series. All in all, good match there. Um, Paige announced a weird match for social media, like kind of weird in a sense of why couldn't this been announced on the show or like have some type of, I guess, backstage segment film to announce this match. It's Mandy Rose versus Naomi. And I guess maybe this match was announced to have a way for Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville to be on the Evolution card. Also, Naomi and Asuka. They'll probably have some tag team match at Evolution because Evolution's card is looking kind of thin right now and the show is Sunday. So it's a way maybe women would do double duty. Maybe all four of them, if they are in the Battle Royale for a long period of time, which they won't get real quick. And to have this tag team match, because WWE loves sticking with people in tag team matches when they have nothing to do for them. 
So, you know, that's a typical WWE thing. I think this is going to be a, probably where Sonya interferes in Mandy's behalf. Mandy probably gets the win. They'll challenge them at Evolution or something. Probably be on the pre-show or something. Or probably the Battle Royal will be on the pre-show. Their, their tag team match will probably be on the main card. And that's really it, I have to say, for this match. Um, we'll probably see the Performance Center thing that they shot, uh, Becky and Charlotte, tonight. And it'll probably be interesting, a way to build up their match. And maybe maybe not to be so physical on the show. Maybe something good to lead into Evolution. Because I feel like that's the match that's going to close Evolution. The last woman standing match will probably be the match to close Evolution. So, um, also, there is Ms. TV with Rey Mysterio. This one can go either way. It could go Rey has a rivalry with Shinsuke or Rey has a rivalry with The Miz. Or it's probably a way to promote the World Cup. And I hope it's not the way to promote the World Cup because that is already uncertain with Crown Jewel and its future, uh, future. So at least probably set up a strong rivalry during this Miz TV thing will probably be the best route for them to do. Probably I would love to see Ray versus Shinsuke again, probably for the United States Championship after this whole World Cup debacle is finished. Um, so, you know, that's something to look forward to for Survivor Series. Or maybe Team Ray and Team Shinsuke, since I heard they're leaning away from the Raw versus SmackDown build of Survivor Series. So, yeah, that's pretty much SmackDown in a nutshell, unless something else happens that's exciting. I will report it tomorrow. Um, and SmackDown Live will probably be looking like an average show tonight. You know, a mixed match challenge after that. And it'll probably be, you know, interesting, I guess. And that's really all I have to say about SmackDown. First, I want to talk about is Crown Jewel's future. I mean, like, we're just going to have a little Crown Jewel uh, summit in this segment. Because weeks ago, I said, why don't WWE just move Crown Jewel away from Saudi Arabia so they don't have to deal with the negative press and negative attention from, I guess it looks like, according to Dave Meltzer, at least they're considering backup locations for Crown Jewel. And I don't know how they will pay Shawn Michaels the ridiculous amount of money that the Saudi Ravens are going to pay him or the other performers. But we will probably find out in the near future if they decide to move Crown Jewel. Because the way that Crown Jewel right now, the state of Crown Jewel, it, it's a mess. I mean, it's a sloppy WWE pay-per-view. I've never seen a pay-per-view this sloppily behind-the-scenes-wise ever. I mean, I guess probably back in the Attitude Era, there was a couple pay-per-views, you know, where Brett left and stuff like that, some Survivor Series and the whole WCW thing. It's not that bad, but I mean, it's the real only time I could feel like a WWE pay-per-view is sloppy. But even then, at least on a night, Brett wrestled, showed up, and did the Montreal Screwjob happen and all that other stuff. But, I mean, it wasn't not the build of the Survivor Series pay-per-view wasn't in jeopardy, to my knowledge. I mean, this is the worst build ever. I mean, basically, you have your space. And, I mean, I honestly, I mean, Roman Reigns, no disrespect, is not the face of the WWE yet. Because, you know, to me, it's still John Cena. John Cena hasn't retired. John Cena hasn't left. So you have the face of your WWE company saying, hey, I don't feel comfortable with going to Saudi Arabia and even telling the creative team, hey, John might not be in Saudi Arabia, even though we announced him for the WWE World Cup to crown the best superstar in the world. And I don't even think it's right to have this World Cup tournament 
if John's not in it because it's the crown, the best WWE superstar in the world. And in that discussion, John Cena's name always comes up of the best WWE superstar in the world today. I mean, it's it's not normal. It's like having the best luchador and not having Rey Mysterio in the conversation. And he works in the company. It's just weird. It's not normal. It's not right for that to happen. So there's that. And then Daniel Bryan basically saying he does not want to go to Saudi Arabia. He doesn't want to have a championship match with AJ Styles. It's insane to even think in 2018, Daniel Bryan came back from this tremendous neck injury. And he doesn't want to compete for the WWE Championship. And he does not want to come back to face AJ Styles in Saudi Arabia. He doesn't want to go to Saudi Arabia. That must be a lot because Daniel Bryan's conscience might not feel okay with going to Saudi Arabia competing. Basically the dream match of his career where he thought he wouldn't even have it anymore in Saudi Arabia. I just think Daniel probably feels like that's tainted in my opinion. So he probably wouldn't want to go through with it. Survivor Series? Oh yeah, Daniel will probably be the first person to be ready and happy to work Survivor Series with AJ and the title match win, lose, or draw. At Crown Jewel, I don't think he feels like having the match at Crown Jewel. And you know, we have DX performing for this and it's just, y'all did so much for the Saudi Arabian people in this show without checking your P's and Q's on this one because I feel like WWE would have known something would have happened. I don't honestly think that WWE would deal with the Saudi Arabian nation if they did not feel like something like this was going to happen in a sense. Because when you're dealing with a foreign government in a different country, things are always bound to happen. So I'm kind of surprised they didn't even have a backup plan. It was just like, we're going to go all out for this show. We're going to give the show to the Saudis that they paid for but not have a backup plan just in case something like this, well not like this, was a controversial situation happened in the way uh, how the world is being perceived right now. So it's kind of surprising that WWE doesn't have a backup plan, is making a backup plan in the last minute. But yeah, I mean, I my opinion on this whole story is move Crown Jewel, get John to do the match, get Danny to do the match. From one pay-per-view not barely happening to another pay-per-view match that might not happen is Alexa Bliss, Mickey James versus Lita and Trish Stratus. And this is a shame. If any match on the Evolution card could have been in jeopardy, this is the one match that I really did not want to be in jeopardy. But unfortunately, Alexa, Alexa Bliss possibly could have concussions and we don't know if Alexa can compete at Evolution. So it's a shame that this match is even in jeopardy, but hopefully the concussion test or concussion worries can go away for evolution, hopefully, because I don't see this match happening because they talk about putting Alicia in Alexa's place, but to me that that's just that's just horrible. I'm sorry. No discredit and disrespect to Alicia Fox. But if that match happens and Alexa's team of Mickey and Alicia wins, it does nothing. It doesn't help Alexa. It doesn't help Mickey because Mickey's beaten Trish and Lita multiple times. It bumps Alicia Fox up for like two seconds. 
and obviously if this match happens Lita and Trish has to win which is unfortunate because I feel like those women would love to pass the torch to Alexa I with this match they came back they knew this match was happening they would love to take the uh, torch and pass it to Alexa Bliss I don't think they came back for glory or one more moment or glory hounds because Lita and Trish are far from that in my opinion I think they legitimately came back to pass the torch to Alexa Bliss but that might not happen so to me, I think the smart move to be would get Mickey James out of the match. Put Mickey James in the Women's Battle Royal. That would be a good thing for Mickey to do. Maybe Mickey could actually win the Women's Battle Royal and probably get a match against Ronda Rousey. I would also love that to happen. But put Mickey in the Women's Battle Royal. Have some cheesy excuse where uh, Mickey can't compete with Alicia or Alicia is injured or something. Do some injury anger with Alicia Fox. Change that awful six-woman tag team match at the beginning of the show to Amber Moon and Nia Jax and Natalya versus the Riot Squad and have the Boston Hill Connection versus Lita and Trish Stratus. That is your way to save your Evolution card. That is the way to save Evolution. If you have Sasha Banks, Bailey versus Lita and Trish, you can have two duos of best friends going at it to prove which team is superior and I would love that I would love evolution not even to announce the match I would love for it to go who was going to face Lita and Trish who's going to face Lita and Trish and it's Sasha and Bailey. they came out together say we challenge you and they accept and the match happens at evolution get Alicia Fox into the match and it's probably going to be uh, it's, it's going to be a rough one to watch because the state of evolution right now get rid of that tag team match the only other good match you have is Kyrie versus Shayna and that's basically your evolution card the battle royal will probably be good get a couple pops in for the women that haven't wrestled in years you know get a couple entrances in but as match wise it's evolution is going to be a tough one to watch all the way through if Alicia Fox is in that match it's going to be really really tough to sit through but hopefully Alexa won't miss Evolution. The match stays how it is because I really would want Sasha to have a one-on-one match with Trish. And Bailey could have a one-on-one match with Lita after they get more familiar with the ring again. Maybe they can come back WrestleMania. You know, get the wrestling fever again. Come back to do WrestleMania with Sasha or do WrestleMania with Bailey, both women. And it'll be better when they get the gears turning again. Of okay, this is how you know wrestling feels again. It'll be a, for a way more better match. But I would not mind sticking Sasha and Bailey in the tag team match just so we can have a good match for Evolution. And that's how I feel about that tag team match. It's unfortunate that Alexa will miss it, but it is what it is. Concussions come first, and those are very serious, and I don't want Alexa to put herself in danger just for one night. And the last closer show is the story I wanted to cover yesterday, but I decided not to because I wanted to do more extensive details into this before I form my opinion. It is Daniel Cormier's WWE commentary tryout. Now, I thought long and hard about this, 
and Daniel Cormier already had it a feeling would be great for WWE. Phenomenal, great commentator, wonderful person to be behind the desk. Tom Phillips, he's interchangeable, no offense. It's not just, he doesn't stick out to me. Corey Graves works every show, so if you want to give Graves a show off, good, cool. Byron Saxton, uh, Byron, it's, it's hard. It's like watching a five-year-old, no offense, do commentary. It, it's like watching that kid that thinks wrestling is still real in the sense of where it's the predictions and the shoots and the stuff like that are not outcomes or, you know, everything like that. It's, it's just hard to watch Byron commentate. And it's, I noticed with... You know, Byron Saxton and Percy Watson and like Dole and even David Otunga. I noticed how the African-American commentary wrestlers, commentators are portrayed on the product. And it's all the same. So Daniel being a man that is African-American and being a former UFC champion, he will probably bring at least a different dynamic to the commentary desk and I am grateful for that because I feel like Byron Saxton, Percy Watson and David Otunga, they don't represent, you know, we don't have as an African American race, we don't have a good commentator from WWE and that's not WWE's fault. I just think it's the characters that they are given to play and they don't know how how to portray it in a certain different way to where to make themselves stick out. Because, I mean, the most, the best color commentator I can think of is Black T. So, that's great. New diversity in the commentary team, and it's wonderful. But, I don't like the intention of Fox pushing Daniel to do the thing. Like, the commentary gig. Because, it's Fox clamming for WWE to be UFC. The statement I read was, WWE and Fox come to an agreement to put SmackDown Live onto Fox Sports or Fox. That is what I got from that statement when they announced it a while ago. I didn't think that Fox was going to try to turn WWE into UFC, but the way that it's looking at them telling them, oh, be more sports-like, fit into this box that we call sports, even though sports entertainment the word sports is still in the title so I don't feel like Fox doesn't get well not Fox I don't want to say Fox I want to say executives at Fox does not get wrestling and it's a shame and it's kind of offensive to wrestling fans to where they say your product is not considered a sport just because we have promos and you know comedy matches and gimmicks because Joey Ryan is a great wrestler on the independent scene, but he has a comedy stick, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think Joey Ryan is just as athletic as some of the people in the NFL, because he wrestles, and he does comedy, and I don't think there's anything wrong with comedy in wrestling. It's just, I think Fox doesn't get it. I mean, even people say Jim Cornette doesn't get, you know, new wrestling with comedy and stuff like that. But at least Cornette understands that wrestling is a sport. 
wrestling is a physical sport. I don't think Fox sees us as a sport. And last time I checked, I don't see Fox telling the NFL or NASCAR what to do. So until that day come, I'm not on board. I'm not really on board with them saying change your product because it's offensive in a way. Maybe I'm taking a little too much to offense to this, but it, it's just how I see it and how I feel. That Fox is not gonna be happy until they change the shape of the ring to an octagon. And we're gonna have rounds and judges for championship matches. And that's not going to work in a WWE product today because Raw is Raw. Raw is going to be the same. Raw is going to be in USA. It's not going to change anything because USA is happy with how Raw is normally run and portrayed and everything like that. So I don't see USA calling for a change. But with SmackDown changing into a realistic super sports shoot, I guess, style that Fox wants, I don't know how that's going to correlate well with the pay-per-views. Because pay-per-views are co-branded. I mean, if pay-per-views were split again, where SmackDown has their own, Raw has their own, it's it's not it's nothing wrong with trying a new thing. But I think the way that they're saying it and the way that they're trying to make us do different things, it's kind of like it's kind of demeaning. Because first of all, if I mean to me, if Fox really wants to help and Fox wants to get those ratings. Give WWE more money. Give them, give them great, give them great stories. Then maybe you'll get a better product for, for SmackDown. Because if you give them, hey, we got these good writers and they can write stories for WWE. Good. That that will actually. But I don't feel like Fox is not trying to help. Fox is trying to. It's trying to tear down what SmackDown is and make it into UFC. Make it into their own image. Because I would not be surprised by the end of WrestleMania, they do a superstar shakeup and Ronda Rousey's on SmackDown Live just in time later that year where SmackDown will be on Fox or Fox Sports. Because they want to have the UFC so bad again, they're putting Daniel on commentary. They're going to bring Ronda over from Raw. I know it. They're going to bring Ronda over from Raw. That's just a given. Because Raw has Ronda and Ronda is related to UFC and if they could find a way to get Conor McGregor I feel like they would because Fox was just like oh try to go after Conor McGregor you know because he's he's UFC he's this he's that I'm just saying if the opportunity arises they are going to try to turn uh Smackdown into UFC and with them trying to recreate the UFC with WWE is not going to work. It's two different products. And to me, Fox should sit back, the executives should sit back and think that we have a product that's been around for decades now. We have something that's been around years. And we have this with a great name, a great brand attached to it. We have mainstream attention. Because, I mean, Fox... I've seen a host a show, American Grit, on their network, so they know how well wrestling connections work. It's just, I don't feel like they don't think wrestling can trans, uh, transform into dollar signs like the UFC did. They know how well wrestling can turn into money. I just don't feel like it's not going to be, oh, we miss UFC so much, and 
don't understand the power of WWE. I mean, one of WWE's former superstars is probably one of the best and highest grossing movie stars in today's era of movies. And it's The Rock. He got a lot to make everything into a movie, but he will go see The Rock. And, you know, The Rock has a connection with him that he can play on him. But Fox is not trying to be thinking, they're just trying to get make and it's unfortunate because they could sit there and look and realize they bought WWE. They did not buy the UFC. They bought WWE. And they should be proud and happy with their investment. And I think they should help them succeed and prosper again because of heights of the editor. Because with the right amount of tension, we can get back to how it was in its heyday. Like, put Talking Smack on Fox Sports. You know, give us things, and give us opportunities, and we can prove ourselves again. As WWE, they can prove themselves, and us as wrestling fans, that we can prove that if you give us a good product, we will come and watch. We'll have other people come and watch, and they'll bring ratings, and they'll bring numbers. And it can bring many other things to where you don't have to do subsidy of the UFC. I mean, at this point, they're going to probably make Tana Bay's results in SmackDown Live, just because, you know, hey, another UFC person. And I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled Jessamyn Duke and Marina Schaefer early from NXT, just to have, you know, that year make Fox happy. But it should not be about making Fox happy. Fox should be with the WWE making the fans happy, so we can give them money and ratings and whatever Fox out of this deal because if you give us content, 